0: So, Ethan, you know what I learned in this new episode of Star Trek Discovery? Mm, No. That it was no moon. But it wasn't a space station.
1: But it was a ship. that, That still, with the subtitle, is in my collage notes. Available now on Patreon.
0: Oh that's yeah, that's not I'm really
1: gonna, true. But available soon on that's Patreon. That's a free bonus My on Patreon. Collage notes. notes that are quite entertaining. Well, you don't.
0: Do you do those collage notes every week? Most. Okay. Yeah. So now, if we do, if we do the Patreon thing, yes. you need I'll to. to do it every you're gonna have. So you've now. That now means you have to commit yeah. to doing it every
1: single week. Okay, I'll do All it. Right. I love doing it. Really so, cool. so. Yes, it is no moon. It's not a space station either.
0: No, the first episode of the season was a space station. We are, of course, talking about the newest episode of Star Trek Discovery.
1: Choose to live. And this week, interestingly, we have a new writer on board, Terry Hughes Burton. It, not only a new writer, but also a new co-executive producer. And... The director, a different director the first two episodes were the same director. This one is Christopher J. Byrne, who actually I did not look for, uh, Mr. Byrne. Not to be confused with Mr. Burns. So I don't actually know jack shit about this guy.
0: Have you noticed, so... Yes. We joked about how there were so many producers on the show. Have you noticed that Sonico Martin-Green is now a producer?
1: Oh. Um, that's yeah. I caught that no, at the but, beginning
0: of the season, and I meant to bring that up. So she's now a producer.
1: There's yeah, so many producers. I
0: think you and I could be producers at this point.
1: That's I think that's the kind of thing where it's a contractual thing, and yeah. essentially you own a piece piece of the show at that point, and you make a lot more money.
0: Yeah, that was the case with the new. I noticed that with the uh, the new Halloween films, they added Jamie Lee Curtis as a producer, so she gets a little piece of the back end now.
1: But yes. Yeah. Okay, so the director... Ooh, directed an episode of Strange New Worlds. Oh, very nice. But has Wish directed uh, the 12 Monkeys TV show, American Gods, Jupiter's Legacy, Clarice. I mean, despite how you may feel about the content of the shows, they're all very good-looking shows. So, hmm. very nice, very nice. But the writer, Terry Hughes Burton... Has written for The 100 and Warrior Nun, which, uh, fittingly, given that we have some Warrior Nuns in this episode, you know, what well, as they say, write what you know.
0: <laughs> I wonder so, if it had anything uh, to do with Sister Act.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Terry.
0: The 100, I I think a while ago, I started to watch on Netflix at somebody's recommendation, and I think I made it. About halfway into the first episode, and I thought, nah, this is too coming of age teenage so c w for me
1: oh yeah, it's yeah. it's as my wife called it schlock, yeah, or I would call it trashy
0: right, yeah, like it's one of those like you could see the show working very well if it had been done by h b o but this is like the g rated version of it
1: yeah it's, yeah' it's also the i mean let's be let's be let's be frank, it's the dumb people version, yes. <laughs> That's fine. I don't know how else right. to say it. You know, you get a thing on network TV, especially. So here's the thing here, let me tell you all a little bit about network TV, okay? It's for dumb people, okay? Because people are mostly dumb, right? And you have to sell them stuff and you don't want to confuse them or make them feel like uh, they're dumb. So you got to make the show dumb, and then they feel smart, and then they'll buy your shit that you put on it, right? So, network TV sucks.
0: Yes, I mean, (laughs) you've answered the question I've always had as to why Law & Order has been on television since fucking TV began, practically. It's the same thing every single week.
1: Okay, so I, I actually, I should have qualified that. What I meant was, <laughs> network TV sucks, except Law & Order. Oh,
0: all right. Well, move that goalpost a little bit further. Um,
1: <laughs> no, I, but my I, point yeah. is that when network TV does sort of sci-fi shows or genre shows, they're almost always terrible.
0: Because because they can't, see, I know we're getting a little off track, but th- so when Enterprise came on the air about you know, 20 years ago now, um, there was actually reports that NBC had made a pitch for the show. NBC wanted to put that show on the network. Now, between you and I, I mean, we know that if that had been the case, Enterprise would probably not have made it a full season.
1: Right, because their, their expectations would have been higher.
0: Expectations for... would have been higher, but
1: I think... And I they think... would have said, well, this is good, but let's make it more dumb.
0: Yeah, I think I think what it is is, like, that's the sort of equivalent of the way these new Trek films come out. I'm not saying the new Trek films are done, but where I'm going with it is that you need to kind of get that general audience. You can't do, like, specific – you can't get too deep into the genre. You've got to keep it kind of – it's like a drama with science fiction elements to it, but it's not a full-on science fiction
1: show. Yeah. Yes, so you want to yeah you so you want to have some fight scenes and some love triangles right
0: because television networks do all that market research they they know what audiences want to see and so that's when they'll say like you know oh you know Dwayne Johnson he's a big star get him on get him on Star Trek somehow which of course they did on oh, Voyager but like I that's an example
1: Johnson on star
0: Trek. but again you know those things that that may be popular, but don't clearly belong on a Star Trek show. Yeah. Like, a can we get a love triangle to, in here? Yeah. Like, thing. I mean, and UPN did do that with Enterprise down the line. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, UPN was a network. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's always exceptions to these things. And it's those shows, like, lost or something.
0: It's when the show's a big hit, then they kind of, in a way, call the shots in the network can't really because you know when you're dealing with a sure. show like lost which i think may have been the Didn't last
1: Love triangle sh- <laughs> to be fair
0: i think lost may have been the last network show i actually watched to tell you the truth um because when you have a show like that and you remember how what a big hit that show was if the network suggests something and they don't want to do it you know because it was such a big such a big hit they could be, you know that they could be like you know we'll just go to another network i'm sure they'll be happy to yeah. To take
1: us. Yeah. And, so. and in that show, clearly they got it through because they kept it sort of a simple premise and then they complicated it and made it weirder and weirder as it went. Yeah. And once it was successful, it's like they just got out of their way because it's, they were making money.
0: It's funny you mention like sci fi shows on a network because I do remember when Lost came on in the first, I mean, the show now is considered to be a science fiction show, but not at the beginning. I mean, in the first season, it was just a regular sort of drama. But then I remember, like some at some point in the second season, there'd been they're like, "Yeah, it's a science fiction show." That's mm. where we are now, and it was like, "Oh, <clears> you <throat> know." So
1: yeah, yeah, and I think it was sort of by the I don't know some point in the second episode, you realized it was a science fiction show. From what yeah, I remember.
0: Um, but speaking of a, of science fiction shows, so yeah. talk about this one. Talk about this one. So, um. Before we, as we were getting ready to record, I mean, you, you, um, seemed uh, that you did enjoy this episode quite a bit. I, once again, I mean, I thought of you, you know, a few episodes, a few minutes into the episode, because we got another conference room scene. Which yeah, we're getting more than I think we got more conference room scenes so far this season than we did like last season or the second season combined.
1: Right, and just they're just handling the. Um, dispensation of information so much better
0: yeah than they, because
1: than, than they ever have since this first season,
0: I mean particularly in the ones that we've seen this season, um especially this one that we saw most recently, um, like as an audience member, like I felt like I was sitting at that table and I felt like i I mean I was being briefed on what was going on because you you didn't really have somebody asking the questions, but they were just but they were laying everything out and explaining everything.
1: Yes. Which was, which and, was,
0: which worked great.
1: And also br- discussing it as, well, this is what we're thinking. Right. But we're not sure. Instead of just someone walking in and declaring, this is what's happening.
0: We've not seen any of that really so far. So,
1: yeah. No, it's been great. Yeah. And also, I think, big picture, um, I can't call it a. Um, a standalone or a single story episode really but it it was more of that than we've gotten in a while
0: yeah i i i remember reading something um sometime back in the summer i believe where um michelle paradise your favorite person um who you write fan letters to all the time um had said that the upcoming season The upcoming season was going to be she was calling it like a bit of a hybrid of like episodic storytelling as well as um arc-based storytelling and if this episode is meant to be sort of a representation of that I thought it worked I thought it worked fine I mean there was definitely a lot going on in this episode um but it was okay, because I, f- I was interested in everything that was going on. I was invested in everything that was going on, and I felt like the pacing was good, and the time split between all these storylines was good. So, that's Agreed. sort of my overall impression of it.
1: Yeah, I think that we had a a, a compelling story, the sort of the main story, and we had... You know, service to the ongoing storylines that worked and was clear and direct, and uh, I really am impressed. And I, I hope that perhaps this Terry Hughes Burton is really, um, yeah, kicking some ass over there and getting people sh- people in shape because we know <clears throat> Paradise is not doing it. Um,
0: so. One thing that we're getting that I was not expecting to get much of is we're still getting some of the delivering dilithium to planets. I mean, in this case, it was a ship that we'd never seen before. A very great looking starship, by the way. Um, so we're still getting a little bit of that. But, of course, that's just the mechanism to get the sort of situation of the week set up. Yeah. Which? I,
1: how great was it? to see Starfleet people just doing Starfleet stuff. Right. Even though it only lasted about 15 seconds before right. there were space nuns. Right. MRI sorting it up. <laughs> right.
0: It's Mal- it's the it's the Malat. Yeah. Well, my, my main concern, this is what I was worried about when that opening tease happened, was when they beamed in and they started attacking everybody and they said i need your dilithium and i thought oh my god is this going to be the weak villain of the season is this another Osira? what is this right yes. um who is this person is this going to be another mustache twirling villain because we need a mustache twirling villain we need a we need a bad guy is that who this is um very relieved to find out that was not the case
1: right yes uh, that makes me think, wouldn't it have been great if Osira had been handled in one episode?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you just, if you proper again, it's really just about properly setting it up, properly developing it, and as we have said, demonstrating what the threat of this person or thing is. And so far in this season, They've done that with the gravitational anomaly, and so, with
1: this, this um, this lady. Yeah, you know, saw her. Okay, she can beam aboard a Federation ship without any problem. Mm-hmm. She is, she can fight people that have phasers with a sword without any problem. Right. She's willing to kill. Right. Like, boom! You told me everything I need to know about her right mm-hmm. away. Right. And right. I am concerned you know
0: well and it's obviously developed into that in that uh you know again we're briefed in that in the conference room scene Mm
1: -hmm. of
0: who this person is yeah what their connections are because michael Burnham's mother obviously makes a you know reappears um as uh the co-op malat which i'm just you know i will say first off that i feel really good about how this show is really tying it's tying into Picard and using these co-op Malat who were introduced on Picard and like discovery is really taking them and developing them. So I, I just think sort of on a, on a, on a fanboy level, I like seeing that, that interaction between the two shows that way that they're sharing, um, sharing those things. I, not to say that I was expecting them, not to say that I was expecting them to use them a lot or maybe not so much. They're definitely using them more than I thought they would. I thought when they we saw them in Unification last season, that would kind of be it. Maybe we'd see them again, sort of, but they've definitely brought them back more than I thought they would bring them back.
1: Right, and what a what a good use here, particularly since it set up a great situation where it was not our standard. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna gunfight, laser fight the the villain into right. submission.
0: Right. Right. So, but it begins with, as I was saying, this ship that's delivering dilithium to a planet, and of course the co op Malat beam aboard. They get into a fi- into a fight with the Starfleet members on board, and they take some dilithium. We smash cut to our conference room scene where they're discussing the situation, and of course Michael's mother makes a return. So the the sort of main thrust of this episode is going to be hunting down this um mysterious woman who uh michael's mother has some connections to but Mm -hmm. we're given we're we're given a lot of information sort of up front so we're all so so we're all on the same page as everybody which i felt good about because when you do that kind of thing i'm following the plot very easily which
1: and the best thing too is we saw it and then it was told to us yes so, I could imagine last season we would just hear about this scary lady, but we'd never see her
0: well and it was it was it was brought in as sort of a mysterious as a mysterious person, but it didn't remain a mystery for too long because we got more information in the next scene, right yeah, so yes. yeah,
1: and then the the and of course, in this part was the first thing, and I just you know a little tinge of like, oh, but of course, Michael is put on the team to bring in. And my and Tilly. So my first yes. thought was, don't they have security officers in Starfleet, in the in, in at this point? Because that's one thing I we never really seem to see.
0: It's so like, it's just so random when it comes to that. Because sometimes they have them, sometimes they don't. It's just it's whatever the plot is dictating, whatever how much drama is needed, kind of dictates. So that's kind of I just kind of. File that away as like oh it's real world versus it's like real world television versus how a fictional world functions. Right? It's just yeah, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah,
1: there. and the, but then we we found out the reason uh, by the end why Tilly was there, mm. which made it worse rather than better. Right. Right. Because we found out that Saru thought that she needed to step out of her comfort zone and get some new experiences.
0: Yeah, I mean we we saw Saru. Suggesting it to Michael beforehand.
1: Yes, but but it was because he had seen her trying to eat her cheese or whatever, and she was sad.
0: Right. I mean, to be fair, mean, to be and to be fair in that scene with Tilly, where she thought the mac and cheese was gross, I thought I thought to myself well, that mac and cheese does look kind of nasty, though. I don't think I because it was like spongy when she was like, reaching into the oh, yeah. bowl. I'm like that looks. I'm like that looks awful. Yeah, <laughs> that looks terrible.
1: So, and the thing is, I did I liked that aspect of it. The yep. fact that she doesn't have a place because we were just talking last week. What is her place, honestly? Right, right. And but so, but my issue was that once again, like Michael bringing book on a second contact, we have someone going on a, diver- a super dangerous, very diplomatically sensitive away mission because they're feeling in a funk and they need to change it up. Right. Like that's not a reason to put someone on a diplomatically sensitive dangerous mission yeah well here's here's
0: where i'm landing with with tilly right now so and i don't know how much this little subplot of hers is going to factor into the season um i don't think it's going to be important to the season i think it's just going to be something that's going on but those kind of you know come back and visit it from time to time when culber is helping gray with this whole situation with or excuse me adira with this whole gray situation and we see um, the doc- we see Culber with Saru in the bar that Disco- Discovery's t- version of Ten Forward, essentially, um, complete with darts and Ferengi behind the bar, so it kind of looks like Quarks. Um, you know, it's sort of suggested that uh the- that Culber's doing a lot. You know, he's being a doctor and he's being a counselor. And I thought to myself, you know. When they said a few weeks ago that Tilly could go on away missions, she could go when she's asked to come, it's always been said that she's always been somebody who can put people at ease. And I thought to myself, could Tilly be a counselor on Discovery? Could Tilly take on the counselor role? Because she's very good at sort of putting people at ease. Is that what her place ends up becoming?
1: Mm, that could be. That could be. Yeah. I, I, the thing that I like about it is that it makes sense, given where the characters are. Right. It's it just being a thing that's kind of thrown at us. Like, oh my god, this character now has PTSD or something. Right. It's Given what's happened, it actually is makes sense. And that's yeah. really nice. And I do think that the character needs... It, it's interesting because the character's floundering. So rather than try to kind yeah. of force the character into some new role, it's like, well, let's actually make the character go through that process. Right. So I think it's a great way to do it.
0: And I and I do wonder if, like, is there any real-world stuff behind that? Like, is it is Mary Wiseman coming to them saying, you know, I'd like more to do. Is there anything, can I, can my character have, you know, is there something more that my character can do? Because, you know, don't forget, she was... um Initially in the Starfleet Command program, that all obviously all kind of went to hell when they got thrown into the future. And she didn't really. I would say she didn't really have much of a place last season either, but nobody else really did because they were trying to figure out this whole burn situation, figure out where they were. Now that the dust has sort of settled. And everybody is beginning to kind of now really settle into this future. She's now obviously thinking, "Well, where am I, right?" Because again, you know, we were talking about how the different places she used to be in. She used to be buddy buddy with Michael. I mean, I guess they still kind of are, but it's it's different now. Um, mm-hmm. she was also, you know, science doing sciency things with mm-hmm. Stamets, but now Stamets and she, has
1: more of that this season. Which I liked that yeah. she was involved in investigating the gravity well.
0: Yeah. Um. But that, but and her was in command. Her place with Stamets was seemed like it was sort of replaced with Adira in some way. Um. So now it's almost like there's too much, there's too many science people. Now. Yes, and so, like we
1: talked about, even character relationships. Everyone yes. has someone except for her. Yes. Which, all right, I'll, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but did you start to see maybe a romance brewing between her and Saru at the end?
0: Um, yeah, I it was not it did that did not go unnoticed. I I was yeah. beginning to wonder about that. Yeah,
1: and it's not because you know normally in Star Trek you wouldn't even think about that, but this show has a lot of romances, so yeah, it's on my brain. I, I I'm against romances.
0: <laughs> I'm against forced romances.
1: I I'm against both romances and shows. I mean, it's, not, it romances, depends on the show. This kind of show I'm not really I, into
0: it. I think romances to me don't work because the people who write them think that we think it's compelling or interesting when it's not.
1: Yeah, like we're dying for it. Yeah. Well, I want to see the characters I like Well, together. it was no, it was the Saru case
0: with it was with the case, any. going as far back as even as like Enterprise. I mean, people wanted I remember fan, people wanted to see Trip and DePaul together. I didn't. I, I saw nothing. I saw nothing about them that seemed like they would be good together. No, not at all.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, nope. yeah. Though, no, no, It seems like that might be thing. But we also thought with the president of Navarre, which was planted. So I'd like that better, honestly. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I, I. If I had to make a guess, I, I think that you know, I, I don't think that she. I'm less concerned with who, what her, what her sort of relationship with another character is going to be i think that she i could see her doing some kind of counseling type type of thing because again it's been it's been said and even before that suggested that she's good at putting people at ease and i remember when even when they landed in the future last season saru wanted her to come with him because he said if you know I forget what his exact words were, but it was, it was, he was suggesting what I just said.
1: Yes. Which is funny because she's so obviously anxious in those situations. Yeah. It seems strange that that would put anyone at ease.
0: Right. Yeah. But it doesn't make
1: for some humorous moments. And she did have some humorous
0: But I will say like, it's, it's, it's fun to watch, but it's also like, uh, the Detmer thing was like needlessly dragged out mm-hmm. and it just wasn't interesting at right, all but right but yes, it, it just didn't wasn't work
1: and it, it didn't make sense but this so far works and makes sense
0: yes it because yeah because remember, remember what ago. i we didn't
1: said know if she had been if her like implant had gone haywire or she had ptsd
0: no there was nothing to suggest it and while you know you may think as a writer oh it's cool it's totally mysterious like i remember saying to you i said it seemed to me that she got like inhabited by something like something got inside there and there's like something
1: yes but now and i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that um say that terry hughes burton is a competent writer and she realized like oh let's make two characters talk about it and she can say how she's feeling and then right
0: well and also when the Detmer thing concluded, it concluded when she decided to ask Kalba for help. And I thought to myself, well, this is now where it's getting interesting. The show now feels that it's resolved because now she's asking for help. For anybody who's suffered PTSD, I think that's insulting.
1: Oh, yeah. it also it, when she kicked some ass, that helped a lot too.
0: Yeah. Like, like now it's getting interesting. You, you pull away from this as she's learning how to deal with it.
1: Yeah, so it it seemed like they might be going for a do over this season. Like we'll yeah. handle mental health better this season with Tilly. Right. Yeah.
0: So Which, that's
1: fine.
0: Yeah, and again, to your point, it makes sense. I mean, Detmers didn't make much sense because she just kind of hit her head and was just kind of like out of sorts. And that's when I thought to myself, I mean, I know there are different forms of PTSD, but to me, it's like a blow to the head, and it seems like something is
1: yeah. I thought her eye got messed up, or like you said, she got inhabited by something. Yeah, it wasn't clear.
0: It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not. Yeah, it just wasn't very. Like, why did she have to hit her head for that? To I, yeah, I don't that's
1: know. how PTSD works. because yeah. um, what? Not, uh, hitting one's head does not cause PTSD. It's going right. through a traumatic experience, of course. Right,
0: which is co- which going to the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah. So so far, kudos. They're doing something with the character, and also it's just she was being treated like. OwO or something. She just was a random crew member who would do different stuff depending on what the episode needed. And it's like that's actually a character that's been built and was been in the show since the first episode. Right. Like it it had a real character. Don't 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 do her like that. Um, Do her dirty like that.
0: Now, among the other things happening in this episode, of course, is the Gray Adira story, which finally gets some form of resolution, um, which. Again, you know, as I was saying, I think, kind of like the Detmis thing, I think it was needlessly dragged out when you could have. I just wanted to get to the end of it. Okay, it's not that I wanted. I just.
1: And you knew exactly. There's what no mystery
0: to, to that. There's no mystery to all to any of this. You're just right, delaying. Right. Yeah,
1: Gray was not going to die. Right. Um. So yeah, I didn't. As I said many times, I like the Adir character, and the Gray character could be fine. Right. And I just just get Gray on the ship, and then start having Gray do stuff that right. has to do with the ship. So I don't. I just hope it's not every scene is about their feelings.
0: This yeah, like this is not a this is not a story that we're learning more, new things about as it progresses. We already know everything. It's just getting dragged out at this point. So, yeah, so we
1: knew yeah. that Gray would be in a body at some point. Right. It's just a matter of getting there, and I didn't care much about uh, Culver and and uh, Adira's moments. It's
0: it's like I want the show to just completely shed the skin from last season, and um, that's one of those things that is is left over from last season that I just think okay, we need to get beyond this now, and focus on yes. this new place that we're in. So
1: yes, I want to yeah. see what is Gray's job going to be. Yes. Internship.
0: I mean, does. I mean, we know that Gray is going to obviously be the main person in Adira's life. Yes. And maybe this fact is more into what I was saying about Tilly. Gray may not know how to function in this body, may not know how to get by where he is. Do, again, okay. Counselor Tilly is she going to be helpful? Right? So, And also,
1: is Grey going to be another surrogate child for Stamets and Culver? And what does it mean when your children are also in a romantic relationship? I mean, that seems a little awkward. Yes. Right. Um, So, yeah, they could do some things there. I just hope that also Grey gets a job that has to do with the Starfleet aspect and not just the family feelings aspect. But... Yeah, so I, I didn't really care about that, but I didn't have anything good or bad to say about it.
0: No, it's just, all right, let's get on with it, for me, yeah. is how I yeah, felt. Um, we also did get a little bit more of an update on what's going on with the anomaly. We didn't see the anomaly this week, but we got some more inform- We Well, we didn't actually get any more information on the anomaly, really. I mean, we did, but it didn't... It didn't we didn't... It didn't progress much in terms of like learning anything new about it. We just learned more stuff about what it wasn't.
1: Yeah, which actually, like I said, I want to be taken along for the ride in the process, so I thought that was great because yeah. um, you know, we got to see, hey, I have a theory that makes sense and the process to get to uh, find that information, which was in respect to the to the Navarre Science Council, which is always kind of fun.
0: It's and again, you know, they did the Star Trek thing where they go to the they go there. The Vul, you know, the Vulcans are just being the Vul, you know, Vulcan about it. Yeah, having no but, social skill. But I I liked the whole um, aspect of the Navarian president doing a mind meld with Book to get that information. I thought that was a very good Star Trek touch to the episode. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. I My like disappointment
0: comes in that they didn't really learn anything. There was no progression, really. Like, it was sort of like, it was a waste, but...
1: I don't think so. I think it's, You
0: learn as it, you go, right? Yeah.
1: It, it, yeah, and it, it also, it it deepened the mystery.
0: It deepened the mystery. I mean, I think, because I was hoping, like, oh, we, we you know, not to say that I thought there was going to be anything huge revealed, but are we going to get any new... Informa- and I, guess, I mean, I guess we did get new information. Again, it was what we learned what it is not. We, we've sort of eliminated yeah. something that it could be.
1: Yeah. yeah, so we also learned that Stamets, you know, who is the best science person we know on the show, is totally stumped. Right. Like One theory, his one theory didn't pan out. So we right. know that the, the, that's what I mean by the deepening of the mystery is it's, it's um, really stumping them. Yeah. And it also doesn't fit with any science that they know.
0: What what I sort of had been hoping for was that, you know, even though the mind meld didn't reveal what Stamets had hoped it would, like, had Stamets thought, would we have discovered something different? Like, oh, right. it's. Right, oh, yeah,
1: they wouldn't notice. In the mind, I right. was like, oh, wait
0: a minute, what is that? And then, you know, they, they oh, see something. Like a pirate
1: in, ship in the background?
0: Yeah, like something, something like that. Um, yeah. But no, you put it in a good way. I mean, the mystery just deepens really
1: yeah so the, the, the only aspect that i didn't like about that was the fact that and i don't know i think i'm starting to think that this is just a character um trait of stamets but stamets uh, gotta learn to stay out of people's business a little bit tell me more you know so when he was when, when they offered to do the mind melt, he's like, no, he can't handle it. The trauma. It'll be too bad. Oh, that, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Stamets, yeah. what do you know about mind melds? Right. And also, Stamets, what do you know about what book can and can't handle?
0: You're asking him to go to, to, to experience it all again.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your business, man. And look. And then even after. And he came out and he's totally fine. He had a good experience. He got to have this last moment. Which yeah, here's the crazy thing, right? An emotional moment landed for me. Well, totally. And also, it's with it was seeded, it was built. Yes. You know? And even we we didn't like the episode last season. The fact that we at least knew those people in the planet in some way right. came, and I was like, oh my god! I mean, this
0: you. Is, s- I mean. Uh, we you, really?
1: I mean, we should tweet at um Terry Hughes Burton because I think she might be the savior.
0: Well, like, but you, but the, the funny thing was, I mean, I think it was at the first episode when you felt that his world got Arium'd? isn't that what you said? Yes, yeah, and but only
1: because we got so much, remember, remember, right? This is the thing, yes, remember, right before Arium died, yeah, we got more information about Arium's backstory. Right, we actually had no information about anything about her, and then suddenly they give us her whole life story, and then they kill her.
0: Right, I mean, at least so, in this case, we got a little bit about it. We we knew enough. We knew what it was, who they were, and
1: right, we'd been season. there twice. Yeah. Last we'd season.
0: been there twice. Right, exactly.
1: But they definitely deepened it a lot right before it got destroyed. Right, so it wasn't right. actually fair to me to say it got arriamed. It was handled better than Arium.
0: I think there was definitely there was definitely enough there for you for me to feel something like oh shit yes, yeah,
1: so and even that stupid kid, which I really didn't like the actor kid, but in this moment uh, because the kid didn't really say anything, right. it worked out perfectly.
0: Well, and I think in some ways it brings a level of closure to his suffering. I mean, I think he so I don't think I don't think he's going to go back to normal next week. But right. I think that his biggest thing was that that wasn't resolved yet because it was so abrupt. And so since he was able to sort of go back and sort of say one last goodbye, I think it definitely helps. But yeah, like he's not gonna—they're not gonna pull the whole Kirk Edith Keeler is fine the next week following yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, and, and right? he had so, definitely
1: been suffering, and he was like a little you know out of it and whatnot. So yeah, uh, kudos handled very very well.
0: Right, and see, and like this is what you and I were saying. We're just like you know you see how much better it can be when you just seed it and just develop it. And then, like, that's all you got to yeah. do. There was... Nah, just,
1: just
0: They weren't don't. doing... Last season, they weren't doing the middle part. They were just seeding it and then going right to the end.
1: Yes. And don't, just don't write things in a vacuum. Right. Where each person is on their own writing an episode. And then they come back together and they're like, here's the season. And there's no...
0: Right. And you would think that given that this was written during a pandemic, everybody was in a
1: vacuum, you would assume.
0: Because you were, we are were all isolated. So you thought, oh, God, it's going to get even worse.
1: Yeah, but at least they would have time to read other people's scripts or something. Yeah. Something's going right over there and I like it.
0: Yeah. Maybe maybe the maybe the working remotely is um is helping them.
1: Yeah, maybe they Because nobody can come into the
0: office and invade and say
1: Rah! They couldn't, yeah, go yeah. out to the LA farmers markets and waste time every week.
0: <laughs> well, I, I said go last draft. week. Oh, there's enough time to at least write a second draft. Um <sighs>
1: Yeah. No, you're and right, I though. Go, I, go, I go to farmer's markets. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trashing people that go to farmer's markets.
0: But you're right, though. Like, it, everything, it felt like, it, so far, it's felt like everything has been working. Um, you know, like you said, emotional moments have landed. Um, it seems like whoever that person was that we felt that they didn't have, who was, like, looking over everything to ensure that there was a connective tissue... It seems yeah. like they have a person that does that now,
1: exactly yeah exactly so so far, so great,
0: yeah but and then we've got good
1: our our main mission,
0: yep,
1: where I do still you know have my issues with the, the like the um party city darth Vader costumes the, our main they don't turn away missions
0: our, <laughs> our main um sort of self self contained episodic mission where they have to go hunt down this yeah. uh, person. Um,
1: yeah. that is some uh, can we agree that's some ugly away mission uniforms that they wear. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I,
0: I don't I don't well because you're you you cosplay, so you look at this stuff more than I do.
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know, we talked one time about how I don't ever talk about ships, but I talk about yes. uniforms a lot. Y-
0: you do. You do. Um and I'm the opposite. I talk about ships, and I'm talking about uniforms.
1: <laughs> yes, so yeah. that's good. We have our, our niche. But man, they are yeah. ugly. It's like a trash bag and uh, some...
0: Uh, I like that. What'd you call it? Party City. Party City Darth Vader costumes. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah,
1: I'm just not the helmet.
0: Yeah, I, I, I... You know, this was the sort of situation... This, this plot was a Situation of the Week plot. um, Which, I mean, I think of all the plots going on, this was probably the least interesting to me, but it, it, but it, I wasn't bored by it. Um
1: Oh, I found it the most interesting.
0: Really? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, so uh, I found it the most interesting because it just set up, you know, it was a cool mystery. Like, why would a... I can never say they're right. Kulat Malaj kill Kulat yeah. Kulat Malat.
0: Coolat, mirage, Mar- the Kuat Ma- malat. Kuat malat. malat. It
1: yeah. rhymes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why? Okay. Well, okay, I shouldn't say it was the it was the least interesting. Um. No, I lied. It's not the least interesting. The grenadier one is the least interesting.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't count that as one. I think you just no. put that one. On but
0: I, but again, but I wasn't. But again, I wasn't bored by what was going on. I most definitely yeah. was not bored by this. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I really, really liked it because it's, we know it's a cool lot, a lot, and we know their deal. Yep. We also know that they wouldn't go stealing and killing Starfleet officers. So right. it's like, what, what is happening here? And then they even mentioned um, Michael's mom mentioned something about. Um, you know, like an old order or the old way or something. Like as if there was some, um, breakaway sect, something like that. So I was definitely into it and I, um, I even saw the resolution. Well, not the resolution, the, the idea behind the resolution. I loved. Yep. Like what her mission was made sense and it was kind of cool. I really liked those aliens that we saw. Yep. Um, it, it all kind of worked. It, I did think there was a bit of a exposition dump at the end to explain why it was that she had to steal the the dilithium, mm-hmm. because I think we, I'm sure through most people's minds was like, okay, this is very compelling that these people have latinum in their blood, and they were in stasis, and so people were trying to steal their blood, probably Ferengi. Um, yep. And so, I mean, that was all kind of cool, but I was wondering, like, but why would she steal it? Why wouldn't she just take it? And then they sort of had this dump of like, well, we—I couldn't tell Starfleet why I needed it because I could not reveal their position because they didn't want people to, to know about yeah. them, and therefore yeah. I had to steal it. And then that guy got in my way, and I had to kill him. And then I had to do this other thing, and it seemed like—well,
0: she's up killing of- one of her own kind too.
1: Yeah, her level of secrecy around the whole thing didn't fit what was going on. Yeah, I think... Even when her own kind showed up, like, she could have said, listen, this is my... What do you call it?
0: My path. Lost
1: cause.
0: Yeah, my path. And I have to do it, yeah, and yeah. you could have
1: asked them for help. So it, it, that didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I was able to put it, it was, aside.
0: I think, the, I think the path that she was on was just weird to me. Like, I... I, I I will admit I haven't watched season one of Picard in quite some time, so I don't recall how much of the co-op malat is revealed in this sense, right? Like them choosing a path, and I don't remember if they even get into that. They get so, into
1: lost causes that they take their their whole thing is to take up lost causes, but it never really says that they they throw out all it, you know, loyalty and morality and yeah, ethic. I.
0: So, I think when it was... when I think the reveal was a, little, was a, was a bit of a... Not really a letdown, but just kind of like, oh, that's all it is? I, 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 guess, I guess I thought yeah. it was going to be something bigger than that.
1: Yeah, the reason she was killing was bad. I like the reason that yeah. she was stealing the dilithium. Yeah. But yeah, the killing didn't really make a lot of sense yeah and but and they, they they did but that's the thing they covered all their bases with that exposition job. Because they also said i did ask the federation but they wouldn't give it to me because they don't give it to individuals they right. only give it to so you know it's like everything there was nothing logically that didn't make sense
0: no so you, i mean but the thing is like even even so even though i agree with you like and that's where you sort of criticize the sort of artistic choices that they that they made structurally they did everything right Yes, but you're like, oh, I don't like, oh, I don't know, like I'm, oh, that's all it was, oh, okay,
1: yeah, and it's almost strange when someone like one big statement, almost, it's as if someone looked through and they asked all the questions a viewer would ask. They said, oh, all right, we'll just make the characters explain all of that in one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the classic like reveal at the end, like reveal who the killer was at the end of Psycho, revealing,
1: you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah, then if they sat down and answered all your questions, yeah, here's why you thought it was the other person because the whole time I was actually doing this and then this and other I, thing. And the
0: thing is, like, I don't have any problem with them doing it that way. I I just think for me, like, the actual reasons that she gave just weren't landing for me. Like, I, I guess again because I I guess I thought like it was going to be something. I know it's episodic, right? So it's not. It's this is not tying into the larger arc of the season, as far as I know. So I don't know if maybe I thought, is it supposed to, or, I, I don't know, I just, I, it, what she was doing, just, the two just didn't seem to, to work, to really work for me.
1: I agree. I yeah. agree. And so, but then the interesting thing, and this is where, I really like this episode, but <laughs> Michael, right, was really won over by her mission. Yeah. She was saving these, this, these species from extinction. That's great. Yeah was willing to do anything to make sure that they did not um, become extinct and then Michael helped to make it sure that they were um, able to not go extinct and she was right. happy about it and then she goes back to the president and admiral and says you know re- you really you can't gotta take into consideration the fact that she was trying to save these people from extinction and don't be harsh on her and they're like okay we're gonna give her back to them and she's like how dare you where's the justice Yeah. So it was this total one eighty. Right. Well, I think Um, which made no sense to me.
0: But you you make a good point with the whole they covered all their bases because they seem to be answering questions that we might we might have asked. So you know, even though even though we're not seeing we're sort of updated on the gravitational on the on the on the the anomaly this week, but we're not seeing any any of it. I like that they at least address that by saying. They they address it twice. They address it early in the early in the early part of the episode with the with a Navarian president says you know so far this is not threatening any star systems but that could change. Yep. And then Tilly I forget what her exact line was but she's like you know if the anomaly comes this way they'll at least be able to get away. Mm-hmm. So like because you think to yourself like well that anomaly's out there is this going to is this going to threaten anything? But then you know Tilly of course says well in case it does they can do you know ex- yeah. they can get back on their ship and get out of here yeah. right so covered yeah. every. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but given the episodic nature of it, I mean, I don't know that I would have necessarily wondered what would have happened if the anomaly came by, but,
1: um, Look at That And that was another reason that she had to steal the dilithium because it was urgent that she get it because the anomaly could come at any moment.
0: Right. Right. So
1: everything was wrapped up in a neat bow. but I really want to hear what you think of the fact that Michael asked them for leniency and then complained that justice wouldn't be served.
0: I, I don't know.
1: Okay. I, I think it's a wild swing of the Michael character. That it's a
0: swing, is that we said?
1: A swing, yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, she's over here, and then she's over here, and then she's over here. Like, yeah, What yeah. the hell does she want? And is it the inconsistency of the writing or is it the character?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't get what. I, I just didn't. It just made absolutely no sense. Yeah. She had this beautiful moment of like, look at the great thing we did. We saved these people. Her mission was so good. And then, you can't be okay with this, can you, Admiral? Um. Well,
0: I mean, this, this doesn't answer the question at all. But I mean, I do like that Michael was not really center stage this this episode. Um. I mean, she obviously, you know, she's in the main story they told this this episode. But I feel like. Pl- pretty much the entire cast was allowed to shine in this episode. Like everybody seemed to have a decent amount to do that was more or less split. Not, not like evenly, but um, enough across the entire cast that they all made a substantial contribution to the episode. So, um, I mean, there was that much to it that I could, that I can say. Um, I think,
1: yes, yeah. actually, I do have a funny note on that. So, Michael, not being the center of it, yep. when they're watching the, the species and they're whatever flying off and they're saved, yeah, great. Uh, yeah. Right? And Tilly turns and says, It's the path they were meant to be on. You gave them that to Michael. And Michael looks at Tilly and says, We gave them that. What about the lady who gave up her entire life to it killed people to right. do it? She's she right behind you. You guys are going to take credit for this because you swooped in at the last minute. That was that was messed up. That yeah, was
0: messed. taking credit. That, that's a you know that's a that's a that's a Seinfeld moment of George. You know somebody else getting credit for the salad that George got Elaine. <laughs> right. That's that's yeah. what uh, that's what this is. No, I, I yeah I can see that. I can see that. That
1: was cold blooded. That was cold blooded. And yeah. when she said we, she could have meant we, including the lady behind them. But I mean, right. the lady behind you did ninety percent of it, and you guys came in and helped a little bit with the last ten percent.
0: Yeah, you just you just ensured that what she did was successful. But you yeah. didn't. You didn't and do then anything. Now you're gonna arrest her that. and
1: demand that they give her the harsh treatment to get justice. Yeah. My, I, Michael's I, yeah.
0: A- I can. I can understand that. Yeah.
1: Michael's, yeah. A, Michael's a big mess. That's all. <laughs> but
0: no. I mean, I think it, it's. Um, I mean, I think the season's been off to a fairly solid start. Um, I'm, and I'm just hoping that they continue. Um, this sort of, I would say, upward trajectory because so I just feel like every episode is um, been getting better. But they're just, they're making these. It seems to me that they're just making these small adjustments that um, are really helping the show. I mean, yeah, all you got to do is just provide context or you know develop something, seed it, develop it, and then just go through with it. Like and and um, so far, the show's doing it quite well. So,
1: totally agree. Totally agree. And you know, I'm only critical because I don't want to fall into the false feeling of it's not making the same exact mistake. So it's great. Yeah. Because it's still got some little things, but the things that are working well, which I never thought would be the things, so really, especially the emotional moments. There was the one with Book, and then there was the scene with Tilly and Michael's mom, where mm. they were talking about the meaning. Oh yeah, of- yeah, yeah. I- so yes. choose to live. And she said, well, it's actually part of a larger phrase, which is, the path you are on is over. Choose to live. Yes. And it was interesting because, uh, I mean, you know how I love a nice theme in an episode. Right. And it definitely spoke to what book was going through, right? He suffered a tragedy. So that whole path he was on is over. His whole life with his family and his planet is over. So now what are you going to do? Are you going to wallow in the sorrow of it or are you going to choose to live and move on and tilly is facing the, the same situation where you know she's in the future her her career path is gone so what is she going to do is she going to wallow in it or is she going to choose to live take a right. new a new path so that really landed for me and also like they were doing something that right. a theme Kind of touched on every storyline, and as I say it, I realize that even the storyline with Gray, that same theme is at play. Yes. Whoa.
0: Yeah, I was gonna come in and say that to you. Like it, that, that also. This all that's what I was exactly was gonna say. Like this whole theme that you're talking about seems to be. It's not just on the nose co-op malat. You know, sort of methodology as it was, but this is applying to everything that this every plot that this episode is. Um, oh, speaking man. to so so well i mean so it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a Kawat malat theme right but it was a theme for everybody so it's like you know well done writer oh, yeah. really yeah, well terry done. hughes burton
1: yeah oh, oh man is she on twitter
0: <laughs> yeah let's get her on, let's get them on the show right um yeah i mean whether that was you know premeditated whether that was planned or just by. I, never the, i mean nevertheless, like just really really um you know well done in that respect so <laughs> well right, but i mean but when you when we when we say it in that way i mean that that's a that's a that's a that's a classic way of putting together a of constructing a star trek episode, having parallel stories in an episode, but they're all acclimated to the same theme
1: yeah i mean that's that's how you do it that's yeah. how you do a theme and it's not that easy to do I mean, it's not that hard to do either but it's not that easy to do because you're that you have to think through each storyline and it's just it's not something we've seen the show do right and, uh, since maybe the first season and, and boy it's nice to see And Terry Burton is, in fact, on Twitter.
0: All right. Well, let's tweet at them. Um, Yeah. But it also makes me wonder, I mean, so, in a way, is this the... Is this kind of the end of this Tilly plot? I mean, I want to see what else she does. But is is this sort of like, are we now entering sort of the next phase of the tilly plot where she's now figuring out what she's going to do next um i hope i'm right i hope she becomes a counselor and gray can be her first patient
1: hmm i i want to see her explore more to try to i like to see the journey of her trying different things yeah personally
0: yeah But Culver's been a
1: therapist, so I guess anybody can do it.
0: She did that in this episode. I mean, she watered Saru's plants. And then she also (laughs) got to... to, I will say, I laughed pretty hard when she dropped the sword.
1: Me too. I I I just, I don't (laughs) know. The other time when I laughed is when Saru said, um, while your dislike of cheese does make you a rarity for humans, I did not realize this was a condition. Yeah. That was very funny. Yeah. Um it's also nice to see her be funny again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um but I think she's a different kind of funny than she was in the beginning. I think in the beginning she was like in that awkward cadet. Because she was a cadet at the beginning of the show, don't forget. That awkward cadet struggling to she you know what you know what she was in the first season? She was a lower decker. She was lower decks. In a way. She was lower decks in the first season. Um but that awkwardness that she brought with her in the beginning has matured with her because she's not that sort of like inexperienced. Because she's now got good experience behind her, so she's, not, she's no longer that inex, inexperienced cadet that she was in the beginning of the show. Now she's that adult who uh, still doesn't really know what her place is, but it's still awkwardly funny at the same time.
1: But what we're seeing now is still, she's still the same person. She is. So her personality is still coming out. And I think that in this episode, I think she's written better than we've seen her in a while. Right. Whereas it, we sort of had a different character last season, I felt. It was, she just was the same actress, but a different character. You know, the classic thing, of she was saying lines that anyone could have said. Whereas this episode, only Tilly would say these lines.
0: Yeah, nothing in this episode felt like they could. It could have been given to somebody else, and be, and delivered the same way. Everything in this episode felt specific to the character that was delivering the lines. So
1: yeah, kudos, kudos. Well, and as we always
0: say, when the show succeeds, we will always we will always say so. And um, they have succeeded, in my view, for the last three weeks. I think for you, the last two weeks but um it's always nice to come away from it feeling good about what we what we saw um and when this happens you know I can't help but think you know was there something last season that they were doing and I just missed it or am I just more like what was it and then but i it's just it's, to me, it's just, it's better done this season. They they just have a, they just, they follow the, they follow a story structure more closely. A basic story structure now, aside from last season, where they just didn't seem to want to do that, or do it well. Um,
1: so. Yeah, they got nothing else to say? Well,
0: then that means we can... And on this note. All right. Um, but before we close, I, will, I do want to say a happy 30th anniversary to Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which came out today, on this day in 1991, the final film to feature the entire cast of the original series. Dang. Yeah. I did see it in theaters when it came out. I, I vaguely remember seeing it, but I did see it in theaters at the time. So, nice. but that was the, um, that came out, that was the 25th anniversary of Star Trek back then. So it was, um, you yeah, know, it's not the best TOS film, but definitely one of the best. So, uh, I may watch it later to uh, commemorate this 30th. Of course, by the time this episode releases, uh, the day will have already passed. So, yeah. any right. um, so given where we are with this episode, any uh, any hopes for next week?
1: No, um, actually, given the way this episode worked, um. You know, I'm just excited to see what next week offers. Now here's my sort of fantasy funny one, but here this would be great. Let's say all right, all right, all right. Michael yep. uh dissatisfied with the um the sentence for um you know the killer. Yep. Is filled with this sense of um, you know, needing to to um bring justice to the situation, right? Yep. So they're out on a routine patrol. Maybe they're near the place where that happened. And a Ferengi ship shows up to try to get more blood out of the latinum. And she says, these are the bastards that were doing that. And then she goes to war with the Ferengi to take them down for stealing the blood of those people. Mm. Yep.
0: So you can reach out to us on In We Trust podcast on Instagram and on Twitter At Star Trek We Trust. And with that, I choose to end the podcast.
1: I concur.